Welcome, welcome, welcome to the, I already lost track of what episode of Cardboard Fever this is. This is host Mike. Matt, how are you? Oh, I am doing phenomenal. And Ray, real quick, yeah. before we get into the show, I want to give a shout out to a guy I just did a purchase with. His name is DJS Cards. Good dude. He's from San Diego. He gave me the Xavier Edwards in a, a good deal. But I noticed he's from El Cajon, California. Do you know what racing hall of famer is from El Cajon, California? Dale Jarrett. He's in your series this year. Jimmy Johnson. Jimmy Johnson, El Cajon, California. How about that? I, at first, I had no idea. That's why I went with Dale Jarrett. But I actually do have a Dale. <laughs> I actually do have a Dale Jarrett autograph prism from the 2020 release. So, which is a pretty cool card. I don't have a Jimmy Johnson autograph. Interesting, you say that. My, you know, Chad from Sports Car Junction, the owner. Yeah. His buddy just moved back. I forget what state, but he's working at Best Buy or worked at Best Buy. Chad's having a baby, so he's gonna need time off. Aww. His best friend moved moved back, and he has a Best Buy. I think it's an Elliot Sadler or Michael Waltrip. Like it's a really cool card. It's an autograph and like a four piece relic card. And I can't remember if it's Waltrip or Sadler, but he posted it in like sentiment of him like leaving Best Buy. So I thought it was pretty cool. Yeah, his Best Buy cards were pretty cool back in the day. Anyway, we'll save that for a racing discussion on uh, maybe maybe one episode we'll we'll dedicate to racing cards if the the F one tops cards actually ever come out. I'm gonna Google to check that while while we're talking here. But let's start with a rant. I think I don't I don't know what you want to call this, but you brought this up to me before the show, man, and and I I wholeheartedly agree. I think. But I'm going to let you bring up this first topic of episode number four. Episode number four? Are you sure that's what, what we're on? No, but we're going to go with it. Okay, okay. <laughs> so the topic that I brought up was, the, correct me if I'm wrong, like I said, I'm getting back into this. This is my first full year back into it. This year, to my knowledge... Optic is releasing their cards in February or in the upcoming weeks. We're talking NFL, correct? Correct. Optic. Yep. Dunrush Optic. They're correct. They're they're releasing their their cards soon. And to me, I just don't agree with that. L- listen, like NFL's over. Why do I want to collect NFL cards once they're over? I understand that there's a ton of people out there that are only diehard NFL fans, and I get that. But how many of them are are card collectors as well? You know, I don't mind new stuff coming out through, throughout the season. In fact, I prefer that. Like, Playbook came out a couple weeks ago at the beginning of the playoffs. That was awesome. You know, that got us through the playoffs. But once the Super Bowl's over, you know, I've moved on. I'm ready to go raise baseball hunting i'm ready to go penguins hockey hunting i'm ready to go nascar f1 hunting i'm not i'm not ready to go nfl hunting yet it's just not the time like i said in last episode i'm gonna save all my jacob Eason's until training camp starts i just sold one of those yeah yeah so i mean 
possibly even during the summer. I'm just not in the NFL right now. I'm sure other people are, but I just, I would like to understand the thought process of why would we, we release a new product after the season's over? Yeah. So to jump in there, it comes out February 10th. I, th- I think you kind of alluded to that the week after the Super Bowl. I get it. What's unfortunate is everybody who pre-ordered a box or a case of this at whatever very high retail cost it probably was, if you're trying to flip a certain card in there, unless it's, you know, one of the big names, you're not going to get that value. Like, like, let's say for example, I'm, I'm going to, no, I'm going to pick on one of my guys here, Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, Murray values are not high right now because he didn't finish the season strong. So you pull a Kyler Murray optic out of there. That's that's a nice one. It immediately is less valuable to me. Is less valuable than it would be, say, if this released in, I don't know, even if it was December. Now, granted, I know there have been delays across the industry for the past six to eight months because of COVID-related delays, and I get that. So I'm going to I'm going to throw a question to you here Matt. Would you rather optic release in February after the football season and hope that the retail price maybe gets cut or would you rather them just say you know what because of covid and everything going on and and staffing issues we are going to hold off releasing optic until later in 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 2020 when you can make it just like a 2021 like super release i know i'm like pulling out ideas that probably aren't logical but i i want to see where your head's at well not to correct you but it already is 2021 that's Um, what i meant i'm sorry i know know that because i wrote a check today and i had to question myself that's the only reason i'm doing it because i'm poking fun of myself but i don't see how they could push it back because like I said, the season's over. Joe Burrow's no longer a rookie. So if you release that in July or June, when's the draft? In April, right? April, Something like that. In, it's, uh, it's in April, yeah. Yeah, so if you're releasing a Joe Burrow rookie card, like, yes, it's still technically a rookie because it's a rookie card. But it's like, that might be an opportunity to buy low on some of those cards, honestly. But once the draft comes around, I'm personally focused on the next the next set of players. You know, Trevor Lawrence is going to be huge. Fields, possibly, although I think he's going to be a bust. No Ohio State quarterback has ever been good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I agree. But maybe it might be an opportunity. If Your idea, if it were to go through, it might be a good opportunity for – purchasers like us to buy low because everyone would be focused on the next class i'd be cool with that but from a business standpoint i think they'd be stupid to wait that long yeah i you're i don't really like admitting that i'm wrong but you were definitely correct there and because i mentioned it the formula one tops release they released the dynasty which is one card per box, you know, super high end. Oh my god. $500. I I was super For one card. Yeah, I was I was really intrigued to get, you know, like a Lewis Hamilton type autograph back in, when I first heard this announced in probably September or October. Now not so much. And I listen, 
if things go my way and I get a deal on one or maybe I make a, a couple sales and I've got some spending money, sure. But the Topps Chrome Formula One hobby box is, you know, the, let's call it the standard, you know, like looks almost very similar to the 2020 Topps Series 1 and 2 baseball release. Doesn't release until April 7th, 2021. So after the 2021 Formula One season has already started, we are releasing a 2020 product. At that point, I think it doesn't make any sense because you know there's some driver changes and whatnot. Cars are going to look different. There's some autographs of you know, team personnel, team team managers, and whatnot. Team personnel, like Toto Wolf from Mercedes. You know, he's obviously a one of the bigger names. Okay, well that's okay. Well that's pretty cool because I've yet to see that in like I've seen coach cards. So yeah. like, I've seen a Bill Parcells auto. But in NASCAR, I've never seen like a Joe Gibbs auto or a Roger Pesky right. auto. So that's, so that's pretty cool. It's it's very cool. I just don't like the release date. That's that's pretty much what I'm getting down to. It is, I'm trying to get you a price per box roughly right now. However, you know, you and I both know this. If you hit a Hamilton autograph, you can essentially almost retire. So, and I'll let me ask you this. We're gonna go off script here. This is. Not what we talked about beforehand, and I'm I'm literally looking at a Hamilton autograph card right now on my on my computer screen. It it does look like it's retailing for four hundred dollars a box. The box has eighteen packs, four cards per pack. Looks like there should be at least one autograph in every other box. Ten parallels. Other box. Yeah, one. Wow. Find ten parallels or short prints in every box. All right, so it's it's solid. My concern is so Lewis Hamilton. For those who aren't familiar with racing, is by far top five F one driver of all time. We don't need to debate racing right now. But so if if you know a majority of our, I'll accept top five for the record. So go ahead. Yes. Yes. The majority, you know, racing is not going to be everybody's favorite sport probably most people that listen if they're if they are fans are probably more casual than than you and i so they're probably not going to go out and buy a lewis hamilton autograph card so it will what while you can get a very nice price for a lewis hamilton autograph i don't think it would necessarily sell as fast as uh, a lamar jackson autograph you know what i mean oh so were you okay so I completely agree with, with what you're saying. So, essentially, you know my buddy Chris, MLS card guy. Yeah, hi, he, Chris. He is ahead of the curve, I believe, in MLS cards. Like I've said for years, and it, it's a fact, U.S. soccer, the national team, has sucked. And it's just a fact. They missed the World Cup, the last World Cup. But according to him, and I trust him because he only follows soccer, besides Clemson football, is there are more than a handful, maybe 15 to 20 players in the U.S. squad that are now world-class. So he's been purchasing a bunch of MLS boxes, and he thinks they're going to be worth a lot more down the road once people start to get into it. You know, you mentioned COVID earlier in, in the episode, which how can you not, you know, it's been... yeah a world pandemic but the one thing covid has done is i think 
brought more attention to the card world. True. And I, I think it's going to continue. I mean, obviously not COVID, but I think the card trend is going to continue because it's, it's a really interesting topic once you get involved in cards. So I think slowly people are going to start looking into F1, MLS, the U.S. national team. So like you said, Lewis may not go for a lot of money right away, but once people understand that he's worth more than Jason Rodriguez, his card's going to be worth a lot of money. You mean Jason Dominguez? Oh, oh my God. Sorry. You know what I mean? My bad. I know you're going to get this wrong every episode because I was think I almost thought you meant uh, Mariners prospect Julio Rodriguez. So you, you kind of combine the two in one. It's a Freudian slip. I did a bunch of psychology classes in college, love psychology. And I was thinking of both of them. So yes, (laughs) touche match wrong once again, but yes, you know, do you agree with me on that? I, I do. I, one one quick thing here. I think Lewis Hamilton will always have immense value. It just might be a slower sales cycle until racing cards maybe gain in popularity as cards continue to get more popular. Part two of that is, yes, what COVID has done for the card industry, both good and bad, obviously delays because people are sick. sick. There's you know, social distancing. So work is getting done slower. That's all understandable. No issue there. At the same time, yes, it's brought light. Like you mentioned, Chris and the MLS, super cool. I don't know anything about MLS and I know we'll have Chris on here. So I'm, I definitely want to buy an MLS box or two at some point. So Chris, get at me on that one. But yeah, I I think that's a hundred percent right especially in the next, let's say, like six months or so as people are kind of stuck inside while it's cold here here in the U.S. and they're looking at cards online. Well, cold in PA. It's not cold in all of the U.S. They're going dirt yeah, racing yeah. in Florida and Georgia. Come on now. Okay, sorry. Well, listen, it's 50 degrees, and I have pe- friends in Florida who are telling me how cold it is. So I don't – It cold is relative. But that's just a little bit. Is it 50 degrees where you're at? No, it's like 13 degrees. It's but I was I was talking with a Florida friend and he was telling me how cold it was. And I I just happened to Google where he lives and it was like 54 degrees. I'm like, dude, get over yourself. Anyway, that's the shorts weather, by the way. But go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. That's like shorts and sweatshirt. Comfortable weather. I think I think. Yes, comfortable weather. I I definitely agree with your overall sentiment. I I can't speak much to soccer, so I'm going to leave that for Chris. I have seen more and more people post about soccer in the last month, I guess maybe since I started following Chris and people that he likes. So I I think I will start having to post more about racing cards, although that market I think is still probably a little bit smaller than, than soccer. Soccer is, soccer is such a, a massive sport worldwide, whereas racing in the U.S. doesn't get the love that you and I probably wish it did. So I'll just leave it at that. Mike, real quick, since, since we're kind of switching gears here and like going off topic, 
we just brought up a card industry that's like not booming right now, like the MLS cards and the, and the racing cards, right? Yeah. So I want to give a quick shout out to people that collect, what do you want to call it, off-brand cards? I Unique collections? Yeah, collections. Yeah, they're not like not off-brand, but like they're just not what you would normally think. So recently this week, I got a Penn State Nittany Lion mascot card in. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever because I have a bunch of players from there, but now I have the mascot and that's, he's one of the most iconic mascots in the country. So shout out to Anna and she's the wife of the bearded Baptist. But I also know, I forget their names, but I know this one kid, he collects Harrison Buster cards. He's a kicker in the Super Bowl for the Chiefs. And there's this other guy that collects, Texas Ranger team cards. I just, it just goes back to the thing that there's a niche for everything. And it's, COVID has kind of, while it's the worst thing that could have ever happened to us, it's kind of brought that light on the card world. That's fair. I, Harrison Bucker, I, I, that's super interesting. I know there's, there's actually somebody in one of the Hive cards. Twitter groups, shout out to whoever it is. I can't remember who it is now who was collecting offensive lineman cards, which are in football, I guess, next to kickers, probably not particularly valued. You know, what's also not super valued is most defensive players in football in their cards. But like half Max the cost. Hey, yeah. Max Crosby, even like the rookies, like uh, Chase Young is probably like the one of the few exceptions this year to the, rookie defensive players that are like super undervalued. Uh, I know. Well, even TJ Watt, he's undervalued. He's undervalued. And I'm going to segue this right into what we intended to talk about probably 20 minutes ago in guys who we are looking at for the Super Bowl. And you pointed this one out to me in Antoine Winfield Jr. who had a mega rookie year for the Bucks and his cards are, I don't want to say dirt cheap, but much cheaper than Chase Young, much cheaper than, I mean, probably anybody on offense on the Bucks that start. Do you want to take a second to tell our listeners why I turned you on to Antoine Winfield? I don't remember why you turned me on to Antoine Winfield, if I'm being completely honest with you. He's a Big Ten player. Oh, my okay. God. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Listen, it's been a long week. Anyway. All right. Go cheer for Drexel. I don't want to do that. I all right. I went to a school that doesn't have foot that didn't have college football, so I get to root for whoever I want. You're 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 officially assigned Western Kentucky. Uh, yeah, we can work we can work on that some other day. Jack Although, Doyle went there. That's your boy, Jack Doyle. That's your boy. Jack Doyle. Jack Jack Doyle is not my boy, but he is a, <laughs> he is a good tight end. I almost called him a quarterback. Nonetheless, I also want to point out two other guys, and then I'll turn it over to you to your for your your football picks. One guy who you can get relatively cheap right now is Scotty Miller, the receiver on the Bucks, who this week said he's faster than Tyreek Hill. He did run a four three nine forty out of college. That being said. I don't know if I believe that, but nonetheless, 
his cards are are something I'd look at. I'm not going to steal one from you that I really want to steal. So I'm going to end it with. So I so I picked two guys right now, right? So. Yep. He said that. Yes, he did. Wow, that's that that's it. That's not good. All right. Well, it's not like it's bulletin board material to where like. No. Tyreek Hill is going to sack Tom Brady because of that. <laughs> But I appreciate you not stealing my player because you don't oh, I got, agree there. I, I got one more. I got one more here. Oh, right, right, go ahead. All right, okay, don't, all right. Don't cut me off. I I know he he didn't kind of blow the socks off of everybody like people thought he would this year, but I still think Michael Hardman could play a threat in the Super Bowl. There's always somebody in the Super Bowl that I don't want to say comes out of nowhere, but is like the unheralded hero. He didn't, you know, put up a ton of yards or a ton of touchdowns this year, but I think he had a good conference championship or the divisional round before yep. that. I forget off the top of my head. He had a he had a mega game. And and he's definitely in that category of insanely fast guys. So I might look at some Michael Hardman cards before the Super Bowl if I'm buying because my prediction pre-NFL playoffs for somebody in the receiver category to target that you're about to mention is definitely still undervalued and i nailed this pick i also nailed this pick but yes so mccool hardman in the afc championship game he had a fumble early but he ultimately came back had a rushing attempt for 50 yards and had two catches for four yards and a touchdown so i I think he's extremely undervalued um he's really good at georgia the one guy on the Chiefs team who I think is uh, – he didn't have a good year this year. He only had three touchdowns and 466 receiving yards. But the one thing I can't get out of my head is Andy Reid said this last year. He thinks he's going to be a superstar in the making is Demarcus Robinson. Oh, okay. So, Why? While he's not at the top of the depth chart, Sammy Watkins – often injured, getting older. He's essentially he's fourth right now, but he's essentially third. So I like buying low on Demarcus Robinson. Going back to the Bucks, the guy that you wanted to say, who I wanted to say, who we're both right on, is Chris Godwin. His prices are still unbelievably low. It's it's ridiculous. Um, I just got about 10 cards in this week and averaged no more than like 10 bucks a card. And they're all rookies. The Chris Gard one is, it, it's, no, go ahead. I just wanted to say, so looking something up here, Chris Godwin, rookie prism, silver, raw is finally starting to rise in price. It's up, it's up a lot. I, I say that in quotations. I know nobody can actually see that of 56%, but it's current sale prices on average $15 and 66 cents over the last 76 sales. It was at the beginning of November selling for $10. This is Chris Godwin, who I think had a thousand yards last year. Yep. And he had a thousand yards this year with Tom Brady. And that's with Mike Evans, Antonio Brown, Gronkowski, and Scotty Miller, like I mentioned. So I, I don't know why, but people are still really sleeping on Chris Godwin. I, I literally can't explain that. The only other option I can think of is receivers that we've had this discussion before. 
at the end of the day, running backs and quarterbacks are king when it comes to selling. At yeah. least in my opinion. Yeah. Godwin still, I mean, at this point, he's on a Hall of Fame track based off his numbers. He, I mean, he really is. I've seen him play in college. I haven't seen him play in the pros. I'm trying not to really be biased, but I mean, based off his numbers and his performance, he's on a Hall of Fame track. Another guy on the Chiefs that I wanted to mention before I get to the Bucks is we talked about this off air and the market's finally starting to catch up to him is Daryl Williams. Um, it's his third season out of LSU. In the regular season, he didn't do much. But do you know what he reminds me of? It's last year, Damien Williams for the Chiefs out of Oklahoma. He's the guy who opted out this year. Yep. He, yep. he was on the back burner all year until the playoffs where he put on a show. Super Bowl put on a show. And I truly believe if he didn't opt out, he'd be not only much more involved in this offense, but he'd be his card would be selling for a lot of money. So I'm going to classify Daryl Williams in the category of Damian Williams on the field. Okay. Do you think he can garner enough carries away from Le'Veon Bell, et cetera? And dude. Le'Veon's, Le'Veon's done nothing in the playoffs. Okay. The only thing is, if Clyde, if CEH is healthy, what will he do? But from from a betting standpoint, I don't like betting on players that are injured and they come back for their first game. Oh, nice bucket, Zion. Regardless of who it is, is your first game back, I don't like betting on a player. And regardless of their talent, if CEH does nothing, Le'Veon does nothing, which he's done in the playoffs, Daryl Williams has the potential to go off in the playoffs. Whether he has a good career in the NFL or not, if he goes off in the playoffs, his card is going to sell like hotcakes. I mean, I saw a Tyler Hennigy, Tyler Hennigy card online for like 300 bucks after he lost to the Tampa Bay Bucks. So if Daryl Williams wins the Super Bowl and gets a touchdown, what do you think his card's going to go for? Uh, that's a fair point. I didn't know the Taylor Haneke cards were going for so much. I, I mean, he did play well in in relief of in Alex Smith, but they still lost. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. I'm going to also kickers are oh, all. No, and no, no disrespect to Tyler Haneke. At the very least, he earned an invite to training camp. Like, honestly, Old Dominion University, the Monarchs, shout out to them. I'm not going to give a shout out to Penn State's old offensive coordinator because he's our coach here and he's just, and he sucked. But he didn't coach Taylor. So, but it's just based off of the market. If you're going to pay for $300 plus for a Taylor Heineken card off of one good game, off of a loss, why would you not pay? decent money for a Darrell Williams card off of a Super Bowl win. And I'm regardless, I'm betting on the box, but I mean it's very realistic that they can win and he can at least score a touchdown. All right. I like it. I was going to wrap up our NFL discussion with kind of going back to your 
unique collections and mentioning somebody who collects Harrison Bucker. Kickers are often the heroes of Super Bowls and whatnot. Adam Vinatieri, Justin Tucker come to mind off the top of my head without doing any Google. So maybe Harrison Bucker isn't a crazy pickup if you can grab a cool card. They're probably ridiculously cheap. So I, I kind of like where that's going there with that one. And I am super excited to watch the Super Bowl. I think we'll have to place a card bet against each other on that one. We'll we'll come up with that off air and talk about it next week or or after. definitely. But I'm I'm gonna give my two long shot bets to win the Super Bowl MVP. Okay. One, you know, everyone's gonna bet bet on the quarterbacks. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. The first one, my buddy, a couple, or er, I'm drawing a blank on what year he won. But he bet Edelman to win the MVP, and he won. And receivers don't usually win the Super Bowl MVP. Receivers also don't usually win the Heisman Trophy. Look at Devontae Smith. So I think Chris Godwin's a long shot to win. You know, Mike Evans has been his favorite this year, as well as Gronkowski. But – if Chris Godwin scores one or two touchdowns because they're doubling Gronkowski or doubling Evans, that might be a long shot bet. Also, Darrell Williams. I mean, I knew you were going to say it, that. It, I mean, it makes sense. If CEH don't play, Le'Veon's done nothing in the playoffs, I would be more than happy to throw five or 10 bucks on Darrell Williams just to. Like, all they have to do is score one touchdown and be important in the game. It's worth a shot. That's all I'm saying. All right. Well, I'm going to say, and I, I don't know these team defenses well enough to pick a single player out there, but every once in a while you get a, a defensive player who has, you know, a couple key interceptions or or things like that. So I think check out maybe a cornerback or – and who's on the Bucks? All right, you know what? Let's go with a rookie here. Antoine Winfield Jr. for the Bucks. He could be a, a stellar kind of sneaky MVP pick. And the Chiefs defense, I don't remember who led them in sacks this year, to be honest with you, but I'm going to say a defensive lineman on the Chiefs is going to have a mega game and could sneak in the, the MVP. Chris bet. Jones. Chris Jones, thank Chris you. Jones. I was going to say Chandler Jones, but that's no. not correct. Chris Jones, he's a Bulldog from Mississippi State, and Bulldogs don't give up. Chandler Jones, his brother is – who's that guy that kept getting suspended from MMA for steroids? John Jones? That's his brother, John Jones, yes. Oh. You learned something? So I'm going to give you another fun fact. The last defensive back to win an MVP in the Super Bowl was yeah, named I- after my dog. Yes, was named after my dog. Although I named my dog Dexter after the um the serial killer on Netflix. <laughs> but Dexter Jackson. Dexter Jackson, Dexter Jackson was the last Super Bowl MVP, and he played for the Bucks. So honestly, I'm so to your point, my buddy that's a Bucks fan who I mentioned earlier in the show. He said he's not 100% sure if Winfield will play. Is but he if he injured? does, he was he is injured, yes. Oh, my bad. But if he does play, I like your bet based on history 
His last time the Bucks were in the win the Super Bowl, a defensive player won the MVP. I really like that. And even look at Shaquille Barrett, their linebacker, really good player. I'm gonna jump in here real quick. Sorry, <laughs> since you mentioned not not maybe not playing. Le'Veon Bell, Sammy Watkins, Antonio Brown, and Antoine Winfield Jr. all did not practice as on the day we recorded this. So Le'Veon Bell or Antonio Brown, one of them is going to win the Super Bowl without doing anything in the game. Not surprising. It always you always have one guy in the Super Bowl every year that you're like, how did he win a Super? Yeah, no, 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 no. But coming from a Pittsburgh standpoint, they oh, guarantee. I see, point. I see your point. They guaranteed they were going to be the centerpiece of a Super Bowl, and they're not. I will give credit to AB. He's kept his mouth shut. Uh, he's under strict rules with the Bucks on the field. Good for him. He's had a great year, and I respect the hell out of him. Good for him. All right. Well, I think we'll we'll leave it there. This has been super fun this week. Guys, keep chiming in on social media with any feedback. Follow along on the discussions on social media. Obviously, we post plenty of cards for sale on there as well. It's at Card Fever Pod. That's also now our website, cardfeverpod.com. Check that out. There's a link to our friends at Hobbin right on the website, so you can't miss it. Hope you enjoyed the Monday info um, info special mini episode. We'll be back next Monday with another one of those. Guys, keep living the dream and living the hobby.